Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Oh, hey, 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 Emily. Hello, Michelle. It has been a week. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad we have wine to help us like cope. prepare for this cope and prepare for this next week. The upcoming week. I know. Oh, I know. goodness. It's, it's a little different today's podcast. We, uh, yeah. Just you and me. I know. It's where it all started. Where it all right? started. And every now and then we just like to talk to each other. I know. Well, we had so much fun. So we had a little adventure. We did. And we you know we did this little trip down to. To, um, wine country. St. Genevieve, in, Missouri. Yes. And we did that in preparation for an upcoming podcast. An upcoming yeah. guest. And we're really looking forward to that uh, yes. interview coming up in a couple yes. weeks. So. Yes. But we did. We went down to St. Genevieve, spent the day. Mm-hmm. It was a gorgeous hot day. I mean, it was hot. <laughs> Even in October. Whenever this airs, it's supposed to be cold, but it was a hot day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be thankful. Like when it airs, we'll be like, oh, we, we, we are longing for those hot days. Yeah. Yeah. But we had such a great time. And it was, we, we did a lot of field recording. And in fact, we're going to release that journey as an episode or two probably yeah yeah and um and it was just kind of fun for us to be like oh hey you know here we are just doing what we do we're having a conversation over wine and (laughs) we're gonna record ourselves this time no it's pretty fun i mean this whole journey about clearly speaking the podcast and what we're doing and how we're finding our way is just it's kind of really cool i sit back sometimes and i think how how easy this is and how there really isn't i mean there's a formula out there you know we are Mm -hmm. following like you know some guidelines we're trying to you know use best practices follow best practices but we can still make our own our own show, our own podcast, you know, right. design it our own way, personalize it, customize it. So we're not like, you know, stuck doing somebody else's idea of a podcast. It's that's liberating, exciting, a little frightening too, <laughs> as we're trying to balance all of uh, yeah. all of these balls that we have up in the air. It's taking shape, and we had this idea, and we're like, let's just do it. We didn't waste any time. No, <laughs> we like, didn't. From conception to reality was like two a, weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of awesome. So we've been really learning on the fly, and it's it's a been a fun journey, and it's going to be an ongoing journey, which is great. And we've had so many people like, oh, you need to talk to her. She needs to be on your guest. Mm-hmm. She needs to be on. Oh, I'm going to tell this other person and they need to be a guest or you need to meet this person. And it's it's so exciting to have such positive response from people who haven't even heard an episode yet. Right. Yeah. But, but soon, by the time this is out, people have been, will have heard all the epi- other episodes. So yeah. um, it's just kind of... Uh, it's overwhelming in an exciting way. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for your positive feedback. I, we, you know, any feedback that you have, we want to continue to hear. And uh, yeah, so I want to, before we go too far, okay, because sure. I, I, you know, we do start our, our episodes talking about the wine. We do have some structure. We do. We do have some structure, yes. Yes, we should talk a little bit about our wine. Okay. But I definitely, you know, I don't want to lose this train of thought because you were talking about how we're learning our way and social media and things like that. And I think that there's um, a conversation that I'd like to open up and okay. explore. Sure. But let's fuel ourselves 
What do we have? What are we drinking today? We're drinking Bordeaux today. We're not sharing with anyone. Our listeners out there are going to be, you know, hopefully drinking along with us, but we don't have, we're not sharing this with another guest. So we are sharing some with Sam, our audio engineer. Yes. Yes. Which um, people haven't had the luxury of hearing from Sam yet. (laughs) He just chuckles Um, (laughs) over there in the corner, shakes his head. (laughs) And we do record this live. So like uh, on on our iPad. So he does like slide in and out from time to time to get some more wine. So we can either gauge the conversations going real well or not so well based on the number of slides that he's taking. As we know, it's bad if he says, okay, this is the button to press when you're done. I'm out of here. I can't take anymore. I'm so bored. I'm putting the countdown timer on, ladies. (laughs) I'm going to take this the rest of this bottle and I'll see you later. This is the code to let yourselves out. Goodbye. So that hasn't happened to us yet, thankfully. Yes. Thankfully. I don't anticipate that that's going to happen because, you know, I I find this fascinating and interesting. (laughs) Well, of course we're (laughs) going to. I don't care if anybody else does, but I I certainly find this fascinating. It's great. So anyway, we need to talk about the wine that we're having tonight. So we are drinking bad boy wine. Bad boy wine. Yeah, it sounds good. I know, right? Yeah. Um, It's it's called Mauvais Garçon, which means bad boy in French. It's a Bordeaux. It's such a great story. So a few things. This wine is a bargain wine for sure. It's under fifteen dollars. Nice. By a few dollars easily, if not more. Okay. This bad boy, he is a celebrated winemaker in Bordeaux and specifically in Saint-Emilion, which is like a really, really good region, like part of Bordeaux. And so when he started making wine, he, you Does know. Does he have a name? Yes. Jean-Luc. <laughs> um, I'm probably not going to pronounce his last name correct, but we will share it. It's okay. Thunavin. I believe okay. so. T h u n e v i n, which I love Can the fact that his the part of his last name actually has wine wine in yeah. it. Yeah. So um, he, you know, he didn't have a lot of funds when he started winemaking, and he Jean-Luc. literally was making it out of his garage, but in this like premier area. So here he is. He, you know, he has this wine that's incredibly, you know, it's uh, you know Chateau uh, Valendron, you know Valend. Drawn. I, again, my pronunciation. I will work on this. I promise. But take a sip, Emily. Yeah, your, that's your French my pronunciation. Will be it, it, it so improves. much better. Yeah. It does for sure. Yeah. But anyway, she'll he, be speaking fluent French soon. <laughs> before this podcast is over, <laughs> before her first class is done. <laughs> so he uh, he's he's doing some of these labels that are you know f- more for. Everybody, you know, because we like, to have, we like our wines to be accessible and clearly speaking the podcast. Yeah. I mean, we did have a, an episode ago, a wine that was like in the $25 range. It was like a splurge. It was a higher, splurge for us. It's a splurge yeah. for us. And, um, but it was, know, wasn't it wonderful? One, it was a South African wine. You can yeah. go back and listen to that so episode good. if you haven't bought the wine yourself. But I know that we, when we talked about doing this, we wanted to try to keep ourselves in the $15 and under so that mm-hmm. our listeners... Can join wouldn't us. be uh, intimidated by a price point, and mm-hmm. then they can drink along with us. So, with Mauvais Garçon, 
It's true. It's very accessible. It's, you know, it's something that you can find. It's delicious. Um, You know, you know, this bad boy wine, it's got a darling little label. It has this like badass little sheep on the front of it. And it's, it's got this sign pointing to the garage, which is a reference (laughs) to to his early, yeah, his modest beginnings. Um, You know, I, I think that this is really one of those nice wines that has that black fruit, cassis, blackberry on the, you know, right, you, you get that right away. I think that there's some nice kind of spices, a little bit of that cigar kind of. Mm-hmm. It does. You know, it yeah, does, yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot going on. But you aerated this for a while. I did. I, I gave this an hour okay. per the recommendations of, of my friends. The way I mentioned, they're like, this is great. Give it an hour. And I, you know, I read up on it too, and everyone said the same thing. This wine, by the way, 92 points by James Suckling. I mean, that is... Wow. Ser- I, I, I think this is like $13 to be all Wow. Up, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah, you can, mm-hmm. you're going to be calling for more bad boy. Garçon. I think I have a few uh, cases coming my way. <laughs> more. More. Right. Gar- more mauvais garçon. Well, the Maintenant. Tru- uh, Maintenant, <laughs> s'il vous plaît. <laughs> the truth of it is, is that, you know, as we say in every episode, like, mm-hmm. I, we like to drink wine. and But you, you know, you're not going to drink the, we're, I mean, we're not going to drink the, the 25 plus every night. So, yeah. you know, it's yeah. great to have these bottles. That, not with taking like, without taking like four or five other jobs to, to pay <laughs> right. for those $25 bottles of wine. And then we won't have any time for the podcast. And then where will our listeners be? Oh, it's so a sad, sad thing. We're making sacrifices. We are, but these are good. These are good sacrifices yeah, to yeah. stick with the uh, with under good. fifteen. And at Mauvais Garçon, Mauvais Garçon is it's not to me. Okay, so yeah, everybody knows that yeah. my palate's not. Let's my hear, description of my of my wines is not nearly as uh, flowery. A, is this a bad boy panty wine? Oh, oh this could be like a g-string wine, right? <laughs> this could be a thong, but it's not a pretentious wine. No, you know, Mm-mm. like. It wouldn't be anything that if you served it to your friends where they would be like, oh, I'm really working hard to get through this. This is supposed to be something that, you know, it's it's, right. it's intimidating and I'm having to work hard to get through each each sip. Mm-hmm. This is one that you could share if you wanted to with right. other people and it wouldn't be something that would be hard for them to enjoy along with you. I agree. But, I just got some vanilla on that. Did you get vanilla? I haven't yet. I haven't, oh, I'm still Lord, talking. So good. <laughs> I'm still talking. I'm, this is what happens when I'm drinking the red wine. I pontificate. <laughs> um, but I would suggest if you're having this with somebody more than you by yourself, if you're sharing this with your girlfriends or your family, you have more than one bottle because this is a wine that will go down easily yeah. And you will want to uh, have the other bottle ready to continue the drinking and the conversation. I agree. That's what I've got. That's all I got right now. All so right. I'm going to have a sip. I'm, I'm, you I'm, keep talking, Emily. All right. Well, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm eager to hear the Michelle description. I want to know, and everybody else wants to know, what kind of panty is this? Okay. Well, <laughs> not, to, not to be like, not to, this is in no way a bad reflection on a Mauvais Garçon at all. Okay. But these are like some comfortable panties. <laughs> they, <laughs> these are comfortable panties. This is there's like no, no like it's not hurting your legs. It's not okay. you know it's not riding up or anything. This is like you know these are like seamless panties. Like you don't even oh I can see that you don't the, there's no panty lines. There's no it doesn't even you don't even notice but them. It's got to be a rich color. Like they're they're like 
you know, oh, like yeah, they're definitely they're, this they're is a not sexy like, color, right? They're a sexy color. They're like either like a shimmery black or like mm-hmm. a really really deep, maybe even see through. Well, Emily, <laughs> it's been a long time <laughs> since I've had see through underwear. And that's a whole other podcast. That's a, that's like three or four more bottles of wine, well, you know. But uh, you know, one day, one day, listeners, I'll have some see-through panties again. You know, now that well, I'm, we will find I'm far the past that whole like you know having children time, I don't have to worry about that. So, um, but yeah, it's a comfortable panty, like the, you know, for you it's know. easy to enjoy. It's easy there, to let's enjoy. put it that way. <laughs> Oh you're not go- you're not going to cut into your legs or your abdomen or show any lines. It's seamless. It's seamless. Yes. Every sip so far has been the same. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it's not like I mean, it's I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. It's We're okay. Just, it's this right. is when this is when it's nice to have another somebody else here to to, to, to balance it to out. To balance it out. Well, you know what? I think. Um, I think this actually would be a great time to take a pause because I have a thought for the a question I want to mm-hmm. throw out there, which I think is going to take a little bit of time. So this okay. would be a good time for people to okay, grab their own, yeah, get that Mauve next Garcon. bottle ready and prepare themselves get for the panties, next segment. Get your comfortable <laughs> panties on. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Well, we refreshed our glasses. We we reflected even more on the wine, um, yeah. diving into the concept of wine, a wine pairing as a panty. And I was convinced that this is a leather panty. And, you know, Michelle is very convinced that this is a screaming former bad boy panty. Uh, right. Yeah. That's comfortable. Uh, comfortable. Yeah. Because yes. you don't want to be uncomfortable while you're screaming <laughs> for your bad boy. So let's talk about bad boys a little bit. Let's, you know, like, I mean, we're drinking a bad boy wine and you're apparently screaming for more. So, you know, let's, uh, do you have, do you, let's, let's hear your experience with bad boys. Are you attracted to bad boys? Have you had a lot of bad boy boyfriends? Oh my gosh. Well, okay. If you recall uh, a couple episodes ago when I was talking about um, like meeting people that you had such a strong sexual attraction to, Mm, but you knew that they were not, no way they could ever fit into your life. That was a, I mean, that's like probably like the most recent that's in my brain that uh, sticks out so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And he definitely was a bad boy. And, um, and he'd been to prison, so that was... Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Another hashtag there <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah, I don't Most have any, any uh, you know, pushpins on a map of prisons across the U.S. <laughs> where I keep track of that at all that I, that I know of. But um, I, I have had a variety of, um, you know, relationships that I wouldn't necessarily call them bad boys. You know, I think when I was younger, I might have been more attracted to the bad boy, although my ex-husband was not... a he wasn't the bad boy at all. He never came mm-hmm. across as that. Um, I, I, you know, I've also been the kind of girl though, growing up that I, you know, it, I never snuck out of my house to go, you know, to a party or anything like that. My brother <laughs> did. I learned that he did because I was too afraid to do that. Mm. Um, so for me to date a bad boy would have pushed me further beyond like what I was comfortable mm. I'm um, doing. I just prefer to date guys that are unavailable. <laughs> 
you know, emotionally Bro. unavailable. And if that means they're also bad boys, then, you know, then I guess. Well, I, that's a I, bad for you, boy. That's, that's a bad for, for sure. me, boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm becoming wiser and, and more learned and seeing my, my mm-hmm. red flags. I mean, we talked about this with Dr. Donna Marche yeah. White on that one episode, which I'm sure we'll continue to talk about this because what do girls do when we get together over a bottle of wine? We, we learn. And we learn <laughs> and we share our experiences. That's so, right. Yeah. Um, but what about you, Emily? You so know? I have to say, I, I've never been really drawn toward the bad boy. I, I'm actually drawn toward the exact opposite, like the actual introvert, the, uh, the unaccept, the, like the guy that's not accessible because he's, he's too smart and he's like, you know, he doesn't want anything to do with people, you know, like that's. The, so I, like almost like, um, uh, Big Bang Theory guys? Yeah, totally. Like, I like people who are, like, introverted, philosophical. Once you get them in a conversation, it is so rewarding. But, boy, to get them there, like, that challenge, I think I really like it. They're probably, like, overwhelmed by you because, I mean, I don't know, listeners, have you taken a look at Emily? She is so pretty. Oh, So pretty. And I can see, like, if we had those collective guys on Big Bang Theory and you were, like, trying to chat them up at a party, yes, they would all go run and hide because they would be like, I can't believe she's talking to me who's, who's this beautiful blonde yeah. smart you know oh, intelligent it was gosh. all yeah yeah well so I, so yeah. yeah it would be a challenge to try to get them <laughs> to engage in conversation with you because <laughs> first i'd have to actually believe that you want to talk to them oh but that's interesting oh yeah i've always been drawn to that 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 personality the now like you for me um the bad boy has like surfaced after you're in a relationship, uh-huh. and then you learn, oh, wow, this person's a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. But but then you're like already, you know, there's some something that's capturing, like, oh, it's really great sex yeah. or whatever. Yeah. There's something that's keeping you connected there that's not healthy, yeah. but, you know, there's a magnetism. So I have had a couple of those experiences, and, um, you know, I pre- far prefer the sanity of, you know— of an introvert that's not that's not an asshole. Exactly. And not an ultimate asshole. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. I, I always find that for me, um, a, a successful uh, pairing, whether it's a wine or actually men, is somebody that can uh, match me on a physical level, an intellectual level, and an emotional level. So I call the, you know, the pie the or the EIP <laughs> or however, you know. Um, but if you only have like one out of the three, it's not going to last for long. Um, but for me, you know, definitely but want all But finding that, the, the, that oh, it's hard. right? That is it is hard, definitely. No joke, and right? so when you do find that, and then he still ends up being an asshole, you're like, why do we even try? Why do we even try? Just <laughs> Be- let me go to the store and buy more more gasol and you know, <laughs> sit in my comfortable panties and watch you know <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Wait for my podcast <laughs> because the joy that you get out of like mm-hmm. when those times are good. I mean, it is it is the best high that you it can is. get. Yeah, you know, when you're really connecting with someone, it is amazing. And and I think that's what's so great about what we're doing with our podcast because there's lots of ways to connect with people. Right. Right. Of course, you know, we, we've transitioned now from like into like sexual intimacy, like that's amazing. But, you know, the the a good honest conversation with girlfriends can also be incredibly rewarding and stimulating and 
Like I find myself after coming home from a conversation with you and some of our friends, like Mm -hmm. just feeling absolutely electrically alive. Inspired. Totally. Because I've been able to express how I feel and find that there are other people that feel the same way or have interesting counterpoints to share. And it opens my mind. Like to me, that is just... Yeah, that's it's def- priceless. It really and is. It's why we're alive, and that's yeah. why we we have friends, and that's why we connect with people. We reach out because we really can't stay by ourselves for a long time on the couch. No matter how much <laughs> good wine, not, I mean, how it's much not good a wine, good idea. You have to get up and go get more, right? Know, unless you order it and it's just delivered, and then you'll have to hopefully interact with the uh, with the delivery guy, delivery person. I'm sorry, I shouldn't uh, I shouldn't make that gender specific. Um, but I, I think that um, I've, I've been blessed with lots of interesting, fun experiences in my, in my single life. And I was married for, I was married for 10 years, but we were contractually to, well, contractually I was married for 12 years, but he left after 10 years. Okay. So I have been single now for 15 years. And, yeah. uh, you know, I had, the kids yeah. were younger and so it was, it was hard to date and uh, when they were younger. And um, I just yeah. remember my dad, I was complaining to my father, this was probably 10, 11 years ago, complaining to him one time I'd gone up to visit him in Chicago and I was, I um, was pushing the, it was spring break and the kids were, I think the young, William was like, well, 10 years ago, he would have been six, no, well, five, four or five. And I was pushing him in the stroller, walking along Michigan Avenue. And I was like, oh, dad, blah, blah, blah. It's so hard today. Blah, blah, blah. Wine, 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 wine. You know, like. <laughs> Different and, kind of wine. Yeah, it was a W-H-I-N-E. <laughs> and so if William was five, then Jake was nine and Meg was 13, right? That's four years apart. And my father very wisely said, well, you know, Michelle, you might just not meet that one person that you're going to be with next until all your kids are grown, you know, because that's what it's yeah. like. You got three kids. And, and I was like, but dad, I'll be 52. <laughs> because that was like so far away. Yeah, But it's not. It's just like a few years away now for me. And I'm like, wow, my, my father is so wise. Maybe... Maybe that's how it's supposed to be for me, that I'll meet somebody at that point in time. And and whenever it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. But I'm a lot more relaxed about it because I've gone, I have, I've had, had fun. Mm-hmm. I have dated. I, um, but, you know, I've never, I've, I know, I haven't tried to find a husband to replace, you know, the, a right. father figure because they have their own dad. And, you know, I, I kind of look to having a relationship where I have my place and he has his place and we like to get together and spend time together, but I still have my place and he still has his place because I haven't had to share my, I haven't had to share my, my physical space with an adult male Mm -hmm. 24 seven for a long time. Oh, for a long time. Right? And I That'll be interesting when that day comes for yeah, I sure. I wonder if it's possible, you know. I wonder if I'm it's sure. possible. Well, with the right person, of <laughs> with course. With the right it person. Is. Yeah. Yeah, with somebody that matches me physically, emotionally, intellectually, most likely. Yeah. Right. As long as I still can have my own space. I can't have Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's important, you know, that you can still pursue your own your own ventures and well, that's why I like, but you and Ken, yeah, you know, you both have your you have your lives, but you balance each other so nicely. Yeah, um, he doesn't hover. 
Yeah, he you supports. Know, he supports it's you. Pretty amazing, and yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, Fancy. yeah, and 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 we're also not afraid to not be together. You know, like right. You know, even when we are home, you know, it's like he'll be. He's a cellist, and so he'll he'll go and practice in his studio, and I'll be, you know researching, having phone calls, working, all kinds of things. Drinking wine. Drinking wine with my friends. <laughs> he'll which he'll eventually come down and make us nachos. nachos yeah. You know? <laughs> like yeah. yeah, it's it's a really it's a we'll really have to have a picture of thing. Ken oh, on the website with like the nachos. Oh. He has to have that because people need to see. I mean those are the it's best a real nachos. Treat. Yeah. Yeah. He's been making those since he was a kid. So Yeah. All right. Well, let's take another little pause here yeah, more and wine. Uh, yeah, refresh our glasses and um, and we'll yeah, let's we'll let's come back more. and I'll tell you about another bad boy I, I I interacted with earlier today. Oh, all right, all right. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Yes. So, um, you know. As we talked about earlier, um, we've been kind of stumbling our way along, trying to learn about this process and learn about how to get the message out there and share our viewpoint and, you know, social media, websites, all of it. It's all new. Trying to find that balance. Right. Right. And, yeah. Uh, so I'm feeling you know, our way. Yeah, that's right. And see what people respond to and everything. So I. Today. Well, and even not only just on social media, but when we have shared with friends about, mm-hmm. hey, this is our podcast, this is our podcast name, we've had like, what, two people out of the hundreds or so that we've told about our podcast react, two women react like, ha ha, giggle, uh, mm-hmm. uncomfortable about it, yeah. and which was like an interesting way to go, hmm, why were they uncomfortable? Right. That surprises me. But then, right. like the ninety-eight percent of everybody who's uh, we've spoken to, you know, can't get enough. And men and women, men and right? women. Yeah, it is interesting, and I think that's a real. Uh, it's a problem, right? I mean, people can say dick and penis and all these other things so comfortably, but you say clitoris, and all of a sudden, people go, "Oh my god!" You right, know? this embarrassment comes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. mentioned it to a friend of mine. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm going to barf. You know, that was her response. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a real problem that you're not that comfortable with that part of your body that gives you so much pleasure. That's, you know, it's a part of our sexuality. Um, Why do we have to be ashamed of this? Right, right. Well, and then, you know, those who have responded with that, you know, little bit of uncomfortableness about it, I would venture to guess and now I I don't know anything for 100% certain like this but I would venture to guess that they haven't necessarily given themselves permission to Mm. embrace the fact that they love sex I think that's probably true. Well, there's so many stigmas against mm-hmm. women enjoying sex, right. right? You know, it's men are heroes for the number of partners they have. Women, the more they have, they're sluts, you know. Right. And for um, every man doing it with a woman, the have, right. or every woman having sex, there has to be a man to have sex with. Right. Yeah. Obviously. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's a lot of inherent issues with it. Um and you know, that's that's one of the things that we liked 
about doing clitorally speaking is, you know, we want to be taken seriously, but we also want to empower the fact that, hey, you know what? We should be proud in our femininity. We should be proud of our bodies and we should be proud of embracing the fact that we are physical beings and we deserve pleasure. And And we deserve to speak our, our truth. Absolutely. And so you literally, and you have literally, you know, there, we're not going to speak anything but raw, honest truth on this podcast. And I think when people, when women have reacted a little, oh, you know, nervous about it, is they're they're not they're not comfortable in their own truth yet. Uh, yeah, I and think hopefully that's a fair they'll statement. maybe they'll listen to the show and they'll start to you know maybe shed a little bit more and and get a little bit more comfortable in their own truth. But yeah, but it's been an, it's been an interesting journey so far trying to balance all these things. And I know you said earlier today you'd posted this one post on oh, our yeah. on our Facebook page and you. I liked it. I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah. It's all about being curvy and like embracing your curves. Embracing yeah, so, your curves. So I found this um, vintage ad and it was for a it was for the opposite of a diet pill. Yeah, right. To help you it's, gain weight to be curvy. And I was like, right. you know, like, we don't have that anymore. Right. It was fabulous. This woman, it was like, when I was skinny, men didn't notice me. And now that I've gained 10 pounds, I have all the dates I want. Yeah, and I, I don't just, have that problem. <laughs> I just thought how marvelous this is. And so mm-hmm. I posted it on Facebook and I, I said, um, you know, uh, this is what. I call curve appeal. Right. That's clever, yeah. And, you know, ladies embrace your curves. So I thought, this is great. Positive. What I wasn't aware of is that we are in this moment right now where objectifying women is a real problem, right? There's, there's all this political debate going on, right, about this. So I wasn't sensitive about that. I was thinking, oh, this is just fun stuff, you know? The other, well, I think I'm gonna get, I'm gonna back you up on it. Okay. Not that you weren't considering women being objectified. You were more own yourself. That was uh, be, my approach, and, right? Exactly, and that oh, is how right. I took it. I would did not, I did not receive that post as something that was objectifying women, but more like. If you embrace yourself, you have power and you have power to choose and you take that that power away from anybody else who might be objectifying you. That's so right. I, I was right there on board oh, with good, you. Oh, okay? good. That's good to hear. Yeah. So I received a follow-up comment from it from a guy and he shared a blog that I thought at first must be a joke. I was like, okay. I, and so I read the whole thing because I was like, I was waiting for the joke. And it was, it started like out. like you thought it might be sarcastic, sarcastic totally, or something like that. Totally. And it was, women, you know you want it. Don't you miss those days, you Gen Xers, when women used to wear pantyhose because they knew it made them look good and men would want you. And don't you miss those days that men could legally, sexually, rape their wife or you know yeah. could rape their wives and don't you miss those days that um date rape was funny and and i i and i kept thinking as i'm reading this article okay, this is surely a joke yeah like why would this guy post this as a right. reaction to this po- this one um meme i have right. right but at the end it was like let's face it ladies you know you want it so basically it was like saying 
you want to be raped. You want you want to be objectified. All of that. And I'm just like, this is not at all what I was saying with that post. Right. So I pulled it right away. I left it on our Instagram because I feel like... Well, you didn't leave the guy's response to it. But the, no, no, But the no. post is on our Instagram. Well, but the post was on Facebook. I removed right. it. Right. Pulled I it. know. You told me about that. And so it was interesting because I was in this amazing little think tank conversation. Well, before you talk about... Before you go there, yeah. I want to share with the listeners what you had said to me about that post. You're like, oh, Michelle, I think we got our first hater today. And I reacted. And I took it down because I, you know, and you told mm-hmm. the whole thing about that post or that blog post and sarcasm. And you're like, you're looking for the joke, looking for the joke. And I was like, well, you know, we can always block people. Yeah. All right. We'll take that back. And I thought to myself, I'll keep my thought to myself until you share the results of the conversation with this strategy session you were in earlier yeah. today. Go okay. Ahead, well, this going. is really yeah. interesting. So I work out of this collaborative co-work community and it's just everybody that's there is brilliant. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, it's 180 business owners and all of which have had a great deal of success and not not successes. I mean, that's how you learn, right? You 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 grow. So these are all people who have, have experimented and done things and are quite bright. And so I shared with them this experience. I was um, one of two women in the group of many men that are experts in marketing right. and all of that. And the first thing they said was, why did you pull that down? You know, that's a perfect opportunity to open that conversation up. And actually, if I was going to condense what they said, it was shame him, you know. For his, for his point of view. Right. And for why he thought it was okay right. to come on to Clearly Speaking, the podcast Facebook page. Right. And post that. And advocate. Why- for like right. for date rape being cool right. again, right? So why he thought that he had any power to do that? Mm-hmm. That that bothers me. And again, it goes to kind of like male privilege, you know, that they right. oh you could step in and tell you how you're supposed to feel. My reaction to you taking it down initially is somebody had punched back, and your innate reaction is to fold, cool. which is so true of me. Of right? you, right? You weren't I even do this. you weren't even thinking. Like the the bigger, grander scheme right. of the voice for the ladies out there and how we should fight back. It was like, oh, I've been punched. I have folded to fold. I folded it in. I deleted. So you're the, so right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so my this god! Is, this is going to be an ongoing evolution for you, right? To not fold every time somebody punches back, and yeah. now. And the, on top of that is you were validated by the group of, of you know, men, b- business owners right? well. and people. And, 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 and I know, just, we'll just say people because people. I, I don't want, Fair enough. I, I don't want to, you know, psychotherapy right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna. Because we're going to need another <laughs> bottle of wine for that. But you were validated to, it was okay to leave it up. Now, you might want to reflect on the fact that it was, you know, two women in the room and all the rest men. And so if the men saying this was okay, you're okay with it. But what if you had been in a room and there had been two men and all the rest women and they all said, hey, why did you take down? Okay. Absolutely the same thing. Good. You know, it is valid. I, I guess I don't like being put in a position where I have to be defensive, right? And and there was nothing about the post you put up there that was offensive, right? Which should have made you defensive. This person, he was whatever 
little mind, narcissistic mind that he had, that he felt it, it was in his power and his total privilege to come onto our, our Facebook page and tell us women that, oh, d- we know we want it. Right. You know you want it. Put those pantyhose on, ladies. But, yeah, you know, you yeah. know you want it. You want to have date rapey cool again. His, his mindset, you know what his problem is? He's not getting it. <laughs> That's his problem. And he's angry about that. And if he is married, he's not getting it. And if he is getting it, she's only doing it begrudgingly. Because because of obligation. Or it's easier to, you know, wait the you know, have him take thirty seconds and have him, you know, do his business and and be done with it than, you know, deal with the the whining, mining, moaning. Just such a sad thing. Oh my gosh. It's a sad reality for so, so many. many, so I, many people. I mean, to be honest with you, I was in a relationship once where the pitch for sex, I like sex, okay? I'm not a prude. I like sex, but- Yeah, you have shared with us, you know, right. the, the see-through I've, panties I'm, and the leather, right, the leather, whatever, <laughs> the leather you know? panties. Yeah. You like to have your bottom pinched when you were in kindergarten. <laughs> I mean, you have shared quite a bit, Emily, <laughs> I'm literally speaking in the podcast. If anybody's, so, you know, recording all of these things or marking it down- <laughs> You know, it's, it, but I, you know, this, this partner that I was with never took care to make sure I was taken care of. And, and so it made, as we, the longer we were together, the idea of having sex got less appealing to me because, oh, great. I just get messy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you got, you had your fun and, you know, what about me? And he didn't even bother to bring a towel to not, the bed, did he? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> You're like, you know? oh, great. Here's your one square. So, <laughs> so a cold washcloth, right? Oh, a cold God. wet washcloth so, that he'd already used. Oh, here, use it and that. You know, oh, so yeah. the, his, sorry to gross his, you out, ladies. Let's all have another drink. <laughs> his sales pitch was let's have sex. I promise it will be quick. Like, right. That's your sales pitch. Yeah. How about I promise? You will, and you know, you'll right. have yours before I have mine. Well, Let's you know, a very wise woman said to me one time, uh, she said, You know, Michelle, a foreplay for women is all day, every day. Everything a man it should be doing is foreplay. Right. And when, when she shared this to me, I, I shared it with my, you know, with my ex husband now. I was like, Yeah, hey. Yeah. Four plays all day, every day. And he hated that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you mean he, I have to work to woo you? <laughs> yeah. He hated that. What he preferred to do is like, especially as, the, the, as our relationship got towards the end, he would be out there mowing the lawn, right? And he'd be pushing the lawnmower. He's like, hey, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm, I'm doing. I'm mowing the lawn. I'm and then we think, oh, shit. He wants to get laid later. For That's mowing what, the lawn. For mowing hey, the lawn. Hey, were you like, hey, I'm doing the laundry and the dishes. Like, I expect a little a, a little treatment no, here. No, no. It's more like, <laughs> how much alcohol do we have in the house? Because he's mowing the lawn. He's going to edge soon. And now he's probably going to going to want to have sex later. And I'm just, yeah. So I would just drink a lot. Um, and I, I, used to, <laughs> I, I used to joke. People said to me, they were like, Michelle, after I got divorced, they're like, when did you get your sex drive back? And I said, as soon as he walked out the door, <laughs> I was like ready. Ding, 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 I was like ding, ding, ready ding. to go have sex with somebody, somebody else. And you know, whatever it, it is as it is. But foreplay every day and all day. Yeah. And then another wise 
girlfriend of mine said to me that sex for a woman is the outward expression of how she feels inside. And if you do not feel loved inside, you don't want to give love. You don't want to mm-hmm. share that side of you physically. And again, when you share that with your partner mm-hmm. who is this, you know, if you're not in a good space or <laughs> you're going to be divorced right, in a year right. and a half, <laughs> you share those things with them. You yeah. know, they don't like that. They don't want to know that either because then it makes them have to reflect that maybe they're not they're not giving you what you need and then on the other flip side you know ladies there are so many different flip sides out there getting to a point when you're comfortable to say what you want and what you need and that's tough and then you know hey hey mister you're not you're not taking care of me it's really tough i mean so many times like when you do like this has been my experience is that they get offended they, they, they get offended that they're not amazing. Which you is know? another tactic. They get offended, and then what do we do? We, we try recall, to make them feel better right. because oh, we offended it's them. Great. It's amazing. Right. Yeah, okay, you it's, know? What, it's going to be 35 seconds tonight. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And Ooh, take me. Take me now. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it takes a lot of courage to say, move your hand a little, an inch this way. Or, like, it takes a lot of, for me, it does. It takes courage to to share that information and you have to be really comfortable and you're already being as intimate as you can be. So you should be able to be that comfortable, but it, it takes for me courage. And so when I finally do it to then get that, like I'm getting there or right, as a response, it's like you weren't getting there. That's why I had to, I can you tell know. you like the biggest turnoff for me when I'm having, <laughs> you know, relations with somebody and then he's, oh, he's going to so gung-ho, he's going to go go down on you, right? And and he's like, <laughs> and then he's like, they're, he's like down there and then and you, you can feel his shoulders go, oh, because <laughs> you haven't come yet, right? Because it's taking you too long and he's just sighed. And then I'm like, oh, no, let's just cut it out, but done, you know? <laughs> If you don't want to be there, don't use your side on me. No, I'm not. It's oh my over. God. It's over but because there's it, no way in hell I will now have an orgasm because guess what? Sex is for me is how I feel on the inside. And you just made me feel self-conscious because I haven't I haven't come yet because what, you've been there, you know, 30, for 30 seconds. seconds. Okay. You know, how long does it take you to give a blowjob? Guys don't come after 30 seconds, and if they do, well, <laughs> maybe yeah maybe there's a problem there you know or you're so good you need to write a book and then send it to everybody I so mean if they like to do the same thing draw it out enjoy yeah. the moment right yeah. Yeah. and you know if you rewarded them with that sigh right if they're like oh, then you reward them. okay fine you don't have to do it then right oh, that, oh right? damn it okay right? so yeah they got what they wanted they didn't want to do it right. anyway here I go it's so clear now oh my god <laughs> Emily yeah you're psychotherapy and me now <laughs> shit Thanks. but then I don't know I well future future yeah. times hopefully nobody will sigh on me um, <laughs> but I don't know if if they sighed would I I think it would just be done. I think you got to let done. that go. It would just be done. You do. I, you know, I think one of the misnomers that is out there is that men don't like it. Hmm. Men well, I've, do I've been like with it. men that do like it, and I've been with right? men that think, okay, you rub the rub the titties, you spend a little yeah. time down there. Oh, and now it's time to you know those you know, aren't the right men for you, and then we're done, right? right. Because that's the, that's the routine or the sequence they watch in porn. Titties again. Oral. Penetration, 
sandwich. So your trifecta that you were talking about, the, of the man triangle. that you can connect with on all levels, <laughs> yeah. right? That is not the man that's going to connect with you, right? So yeah, I know, which is why I said sometimes if I don't have all three, it doesn't work. <laughs> right. I, okay. All right. So that's the guy you shoe out your door. You get your you get your you toy get, I, out. I give him his bus fare and I say you go on home. Exactly. All right, because this is not working. You know, right. here's your Uber and go. Right. Bye. Right. And then you take care of you yourself. You take care of, exactly. Yeah. Right. right. And that's what we learned on our last episode or an earlier episode with Dr. Yes. Becky Lynn. If you don't use it, you lose it. Isn't that astounding? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, I came home and I was like, Ken, <laughs> we got to use it a lot. <laughs> wake up. Wake up, Ken. Wake up. Yeah. <laughs> wake up. It's time for us, Ken. We got to get busy. And I want you to put your finger right where I tell you to. <laughs> Well, on that little note, we're going right. to take another quick break, and uh, we're yes. going to top off Have our glasses. Final splash. We're almost done with this wonderful bottle of Mauvais Garçon, and uh, Sam is so—he's just blushing over he there. He's actually turned the chair around. Yeah, I, think he, I think he's watching Monday Night Football. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing, but we're going to take a quick break All and right. be back momentarily. <laughs> Before we took our quick break, Emily was talking about how, how she was enjoying spending time with her fiancé and him uh, making her scream over and over and over again. And she was like, oh, my God, this is embarrassing, Michelle. Let's not talk about that anymore. But that led me to think with another question. And again, I think there's this like idea of what a perfect sexual experience is about or, you know, a woman who can orgasm multiple times versus mm. a woman who orgasms like one time and, you know, and like what's normal. I mean, I, we should have Dr. Becky Lynn back on oh to talk gosh. to her about that yeah. or another sex person on to talk about it. But, you know, I found for myself to be quite... I feel bad that I'm not somebody who's this multiple orgasm screaming off the top of her head every 30 seconds because you like, you know, touched my shoulder and I just like, you know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be miraculous? Well, it would probably be dangerous, you know, but, um, but there, are, you know, no, but I know just, I have friends that do. They're like, oh my God, like I just, I came like 12 times last night and I'm like, seriously. Bitch. No, it's not that easy for me. I'm going to tell you. Like, there, a lot of work goes in. Which is why, yeah. if you're going to side during oral sex, you yeah. just—I mean, you just killed it for me. But I—I I have just kind of like I've explained, you know, as I've gotten older, you know, I just like I share with my partner, you know, and partners who have been with longer, you know, they know that you know we get that one, get that one from Michelle, and it's all good. But you know, yeah, the, it's a really good one, right? Yeah, yeah, it usually is a yeah. really good one. And you're like, hey, I don't smoke anymore, but I, I, I would like to yeah. right now. And, and you know, it's which what is amazing is how long an orgasm can last, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it mm-hmm. is like it's like this wine and <laughs> nice finish. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, you well, know. Well, like Dr. Becky said, right? The clitoris and all the nerves. I mean, right. there are 8,000 nerves in the clitoris. Right. And, and it's it not ex- just that one little spot, right? right. There's encompasses right. It, a large region. And it, it like radiates within throughout the body. Mm-hmm. And so if you hit a nerve you know, set it off. Um, and their pleasure is only designed for pleasure. So an orgasm that comes when it does, finally for some of us, <laughs> when we're with a partner, it's wonderful. Yeah, I, And it's like, 
it, it's all the endorphins are released oh, and you're smiling. You just, well, for me, I get even more chatty. <laughs> that is interesting. That's probably you, the opposite. Have you ever laughed after an orgasm? Oh, totally. All yeah, the that's time. crazy. Yeah. Because it's such a great release and it's so fun and joyful. Yes. What? And it's also slightly embarrassing. You it, know? It can be. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you laugh. But I, yeah, I usually like, when I know it's good if I laugh. Like, yeah. I know it's, you know, you have an orgasm, it's good, but you know, like, you know, there's like levels of orgasm, right? There's ones that you, you probably sit back in a 20 years later, like, remember that time with that, with, you know, John yeah. Doe in the back. And you remember that orgasm because it was so oh. good. And so I always, if I, if I start chuckling when it's over, I'm like, yeah, I really, that was did. a good one. That was really good. Yeah. Which is probably the opposite of what like your partner is going to think, right? <laughs> She's probably going, why is she why? laughing at me? And then you have to explain, sorry, just so good. Ha ha ha. You know, I had a friend of mine that um, wanted to write a book called Laughter and Orgasms. Why and didn't she? I was a guy friend, actually, a guy. who okay. also had the same experience that after a good orgasm. He would laugh? He would laugh, yeah. Yeah, I haven't had a guy laugh on me when they've had, <laughs> when he said the orgasm. How would you feel about that? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm a really chatty person, I'm, as, you, as our listeners have learned. Big surprise. Big surprise. And I like to talk during sex too. Like I just like to talk. Is this talk. like dirty talk or is this like, hey, are you gonna go to the grocery store tomorrow? Oh no, no. It, it's more it's more like dirty talk. You okay. know, but I like to have that continual connection, right? Yeah. Through verbal stuff, right? <laughs> when they're like, Can you not talk so much? It's like oh. oh, oh wait a second. I don't like that. I don't like yeah. that. You know, I don't Yeah, like- when they're trying to control your sexual experience, that's a problem. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yet Don't again. you want my dirty words, man? I'm really good <laughs> my, at it. I have dirty words and advice. You should hear them all. <laughs> you know what I'll do for us next time? I'll just play my podcast while I'm having sex. So then they can just listen to me talking while we're having sex. And then I don't actually, right. I can hear myself and I'm not actually then talking. So maybe that's the best of both worlds. <laughs> oh my goodness. That I think might need a little therapy in there. <laughs> You're probably going to ask me, so how many, how many my boyfriends even turned into schizophrenics, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Borderline personality disorders after they dated me. Not before. Oh. oh. But after. You know, I'm just being I'm just being smart. Yeah. Smart after now. Because we've been drinking bad boy wine. I know. I know. Emily, where God. are we gonna go? Where's where are we gonna go with clearly with the speaking ba- the podcast? I don't know. Sam, do you have any ideas? We're gonna bring in Sam. We just asked him if he had any thoughts to share with us. And, you know, he he has been so kind all along the way and shared all kinds of insights in between every break. And we're like, ah, oh, that is gold. So let's he's, hear a man's patient, perspective on this. Patiently listening to our conversation. Yeah. Okay. Now he can talk. Right, he's, gonna, he's sliding on in. Normally he slides in to get a glass of wine. And now he's just sliding wait, in like, to actually. There and, like, wait. There's Sam. <laughs> There's Sam. <laughs> With the headphones on. Yeah. Well, first of all, how have you felt about our conversation so far? Is it, are, are you sitting back here as a guy, like, going, man, you know, I always take care of my woman. Or, like, are, are you feeling offended, like, we're, mm. we're not properly representing the male perspective? And what is your, what is your feeling there? Sure. No, I mean, I, 
I am appreciating the conversation, and I am lucky to now be in a really healthy relationship with somebody that I love a lot and that I've been with for a long time. I've also been in bad relationships. Yeah. Have you ever sighed? I (laughs) have sighed, I think. I'm not perfect. (laughs) I think I've sighed. Uh, But no, I I don't think that you're taking unfair shots at men in general or specifically. I mean... Yeah, no, I, it's it's enlightening for me, and it's it's fun to uh, just be able to listen to people talk and not feel like I have to say anything. Just mm-hmm. shut up and listen for a minute, because I know a lot of times men in general feel the need to have their opinion be the loudest or the last. Interject. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, it's clear you're a very patient person and that you, you do enjoy that that learning other perspectives and yeah. Um, yeah so that's why it was like oh okay bring this one on here there's a voice to be heard keep dropping knowledge <laughs> well that's what we're trying to do here yeah. clearly yeah. speaking okay. I'm taking notes over there in my head <laughs> yeah. yeah he's gonna have like right. the, like the men's focus group afterwards okay, yeah so- I'm going back to my friends I'm like okay guys here's what I learned this week <laughs> okay so what is what is uh, what would you like to learn what are some things that we should put on our future list that we should talk about and maybe what's one final thing we could talk about tonight oh man things I'd like to learn it's kind of tough to just come yeah, up with a specific thing yeah. but um, there, could be, there could be like categories sure i most appreciate i think the emotional perspective and also it's and i don't know if this is a men and women thing just as much as another people thing but mm-hmm. i one thing i have uh come to realize about myself as i've become an adult is that everybody else is having an experience of their own you know um what I feel in my head or in my heart is not always, that's just my perspective of what's happening. Right. And that everybody else is living their own life and they're having a story inside of their own head and they're seeing things from their own way. And so I like hearing the emotional perspective of women talking frankly, Mm -hmm. where I kind of get to be a fly on the wall. So I think that's probably the most informative thing for me. Well, you are really lucky because... Because you are our, our engineer, our audio engineer, and you get to sit here and listen to our conversation because this is this is how we talk. When women get together, this is how we talk. But if you were hanging out with us, if we we're having like a dinner or something, we wouldn't have this we conversation. Wouldn't, we wouldn't be sharing. We wouldn't be this mm-hmm. open, you know, if we were in mixed company um, because we would be aware of the men in the room. You'd have sure. to be sensitive to that. Right. Right. Sure. Right. Because let's say if you're having couples over, you know, like the couples are having dinner or whatever. And if the girls start, you know, talking like, about a guy. Oh, do you mm-hmm. have multiple orgasms? You know, uh, no. yeah. then, yeah. that, then the, your yeah. partner is going to be offended or embarrassed or humiliated and right. then be angry with you mm-hmm. when you get home. So you, you filter, you censor, mm-hmm. and you're not as honest within a mixed group. I don't know if men filter their comments if you're mm-hmm. in a mixed group. I don't know because I... Do you? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I get the sense... Yeah, men, of course, talk a certain way when they're around just other men, I think, mm-hmm. generally. But it occurs to me that I think women are probably much more familiar with the way that men speak, frankly, than vice versa. Yeah. I oh. probably don't hear the way that women just speak to each other when it's only women nearly as often as how women hear 
guys speak to each other because, I mean, we will filter ourselves, but generally not as much. (laughs) There's less pressure, too. I think that's true. That's a really good point. There's less pressure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that you brought out that um, emotional perspective. That's the thing that Ken said as well. Like, when I asked him, like, what what would be interesting to you to hear? And he was like... That emotional perspective is the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, what is it that you're really feeling and thinking about? Which is kind of amazing that it seems that hard to reach because we, I think women, we are very vocal and, and communicators, and, but maybe we're afraid. Maybe we filter. We always mm-hmm. filter because when we have spoken our truth when we were younger or a uh, prior relationship, it wasn't received well or it's true or by you know we can just look back at the the activities of the last two weeks with the supreme court nomination and, and subsequent oh appointment we've spoken our truth and it wasn't received right and loudly wasn't received yeah. and so you look at just just that right and there's so many questions that have stopped stem out of that that whole thing you know i there's the question of um or someone earlier to me said why was she even there? Like, blaming her for being... I'm like, because she was young, she's trying to, you know, make friends. And it's it's, there's a lot of pressure when you're a teenager to try to fit in and be places. And, you know, and and this person had no um, experience with that, you know, uh, because they weren't allowed out of the house (laughs) before they were married and, you know... Yeah, so and, they would never have gone to a party on their own. Right, yeah. and then there's also the, you know, why don't women come forward? Well, because look at what happens when they do. They're shamed, their family shamed, like, and they don't, they're not, in the end, most people don't believe them. And and nothing changes. Right. So everybody so why knows, put yourself through everybody that knows that I was sexually assaulted, but nothing's changed. Right, uh, right. I'm, in fact, most of the world thinks I'm lying and or most of the right the grand old party right. thinks I'm lying and and so why put yourself through that misery right. i mean these are these are real yeah it's it's right? but but we have to keep speaking our truth yeah on a, mm-hmm. on a on a one to one you know in a relationship you have to speak your truth and if the truth yeah. isn't received then that is then it's not the right one to one not the right relationship yeah and right. Yeah, I think I, I mean, about that specifically, I knew intellectually that it was a really common problem that so many women went through that, but I don't think that it really occurred to me or hit me once I saw lots of people that I loved, family members, friends, saying that similar things had happened to them, you know, to different degrees sometimes, but Mm -hmm. that's when it kind of hit me like, oh, wow, this is, I think, way more prevalent than I realized. And I'm not sure if that's because I wasn't listening, which is probably part of it, or it wasn't, I don't know, we weren't having a frank discussion among everybody or, well, or what. And I, my, my, my son who's in, in college and he, uh, I, I have a lot, I have a lot of respect for him and he, because of his approach. And I think, I think that uh, comes from having his mom being a single mom. But one of his friends, or not a friends, but an acquaintance last year, or he knew the guy through a guy, was falsely accused of sexual assault. My son was livid at the guy when he was accused 
and about it. He was like, because my son is all about consent, 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 consent during, you know, continued consent. Mm-hmm. And when he finally confronted the the young man, and the young man's like, well, you know, God, it was fake, and you know, and basically the girl had had regrets about sleeping with him, so she had falsely oh. accused him, all of these things. But my son's reaction to this this young guy was. Why did you put yourself into a position where you could be falsely accused? You need to be, you need to look out for yourself better. Mm-hmm. So you why know? does she have regrets about having sex with him that she made that accusation? Well, I don't know all those details, you know, but it ended up being that, you know, it was a consensual sexual thing. I mean, I've, okay. I've had, I've had regretful sex. Sure. You know, yeah. but I, but I wouldn't have. You wouldn't accuse. I wouldn't them have of accused them of you. raping me. Yeah. But I also have had. You know, I have had my Me Too moments, where it's, and right. it's different. But I think more men, like if you were just like coming to the idea, like the realization, like wow, three out of the four women that I know have all been sexually assaulted. Well, you have you have guy friends. Are the men? Are the men who aren't assaulters and and predators mm-hmm. calling the other their other guys out? Like this isn't how you behave. This yeah. isn't how you. This is not how you treat. And I, you know, this isn't locker room talk. Well, and yeah. I don't think that they consider what they're doing as assault, right? I no, mean, like like probably for some of them, it's like, oh, you think you thought I raped you? Yeah, oh. I think that's possible. I mean, and I would like to believe that maybe. There are some people who are predators who are doing the majority of these of the terrible work. actions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I can't think of any of my friends or acquaintances that I know of that have done stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure statistically some of them have, um, but I, I don't know that it's like a one to one. Like, if well, if three of four women have had this experience, it's because three of four men have done it. I seems to yeah. me like there are some men who. Are more prolific. They're prolific, and they're able to get away with it, which is not much better. Which is what we yeah. what we saw mm-hmm. in the last, you know, a continued getting away with it. Which is why they were so angry about being called to the carpet on it. Because wait, I've gotten away with this. This is this is how you know it should be, and. And women are women are talking about it. We talked about this on an earlier yeah, podcast. I know we have a vocabulary now. We will now. continue to talk about it too because it's a serious issue. And we will approach things from an emotional point because not only does it help you, Sam, and, and, and your <laughs> friends who might be listening along, <laughs> but I think it helps helps our listeners. It helps me. Oh my gosh! You know, I am getting to write my my wine off. I don't have to see my therapist anymore because I'm coming to clearly speaking the podcast. I listen to myself. Um, I mean, it's Process. all I, it's all good. Everything yeah. about it is good. And and. And somebody said to me after I, I mean, you know, I'd listen to Beyonce really, really loud as I'm driving along and, and screaming and not letting anybody cut me off. But they said, you know, Michelle, this is might be why you have this podcast, so you can give voice to what what's inside and what you want to talk about. And and then there's value in sharing that viewpoint, right? So yeah. it's like you you get to share it and then empower others as well. 
right. and be empowered by their stories yeah. and be empowered by our friendship and be like everything about this. And this is going to get into like a little gush fest here. And this is what I usually do when I drink a lot of wine. <laughs> I just start crying and tell everybody how much I love them. <laughs> it's like, we're, it, and he's like, oh, I've been here. Yeah. And here she goes. <laughs> it's good. I like it. But it's, I just feel really, really blessed. You know, my life could have taken so many different turns in the last, you know, nearly 50 years but it 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 went this way and it brought you into my life and here we are we're recording this we're sharing it we're talking with folks and and where it's going to go i i i have only there's only gonna be sunshine and rainbows i mean seriously you know it's like it's like the care bears right you know and like ooh, you know disney like magnified not disney like yeah. Cinemax. I'm, I'm hearing the song that, that the Brady Bunch like Sunshine Day. Like I'm hearing that right nice. now. Yeah. 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 I'm sure Sam will find that yeah. somewhere on some like free cool. music site and like you know, take mm-hmm. us out. But, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to break a few copyright laws. Are you, are you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. Like what do we have? Like a, a, a millisecond we can use their music before mm-hmm. we get charged? Yeah. I'll trim it down to just the right amount. Okay. Because yeah. you know we don't have the One budget. Note. We uh-huh. don't have we don't have the attorney on staff yet. But right. once we do... Watch out! Uh-huh. You're gonna, we're you're gonna, gonna hear that's what you're gonna use it for. <laughs> to fight the copyright is, is fighting Disney <laughs> yes. for their <laughs> music copyrights. Not Disney. No, no let's keep no. it simple. I'm yeah. sorry. We're yeah, not. Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. Right. Stuff like that. Well, we have like we have like a sip left Tiny of this bad left. boy. Thank you, Mabel Sam. Gosling. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting sharing me your on. viewpoint. Thank you. We'll yeah. we'll be back next. I will recede into the darkness now. No, <laughs> no, you need to cheers with us. Oh. Yeah, cheers yeah. with us, and then. You gotta, you know, lead us out. But Emily, yeah, this was fun. Was fun. Yeah. I am so looking forward to our next conversation here at Shock City. Yeah, we yeah. have so much to talk about, and well, our next guest is very, very exciting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes, co- our next yeah. guest. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Boy. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know if we tease it now or not because who knows well, how, when we'll be. The next guest actually won't be here in the studio. It'll we are going to be. Remote. We are going to have a remote guest because they're going to be talking to us from a studio in LA. So we'll leave it there for now. We'll leave it there. We'll tease it out <laughs> on social media, and we are not going to. St- we're not going to let haters win. Especially, no. especially you no know, more deleting posts. No more deleting posts. We're yeah. gonna stand strong. So, thank you, Emily. Thank you for doing literally you, speaking the podcast and, with me. And thank you, Michelle, and, my, and for being my friend. Oh my gosh! Well, that's the easiest <laughs> thing in the world to do. <laughs> All right. Well, and thank you for joining us. We look forward to the next conversation. All right. Ciao.